0: What does a power couple mean to you? I won't stop growing. And when you stop growing, you start dying. And I'm I'm a little intense, but that's the way that God wired me.
1: Outside of business, which I know that is your obsession.
0: You, babe. I'm obsessed with you. Hey, what's up, guys? This is 15 Minutes of Fire with Esther, my beautiful girlfriend, on the show. We're going to rapid-fire, ask each other questions, and give you a ton of value in the next 15 minutes. Welcome to the show, babe.
1: Woo-woo. I'm excited. Let's go. Turn on the fuego.
0: Let's bring that fuego to fire. (laughs) All right. Fire away, babe.
1: All right. First question is, if there is someone out there who's listening and they have a visionary mindset and they want to build God's kingdom right but they want to they really feel called to the marketplace yet they also have this servant heart and they want to do ministry how do you balance also building your business as well as being available to serve God's kingdom and all these other amazing opportunities that are out there.
0: Yeah, well, you, first of all, you got to understand that that God has given you gifts, talents, ideas, dreams, and passions for a reason. And you have to figure out how to steward that. And in different seasons, you'll focus on different things. So if you're feeling called to the marketplace, there might be a season where you do less in ministry to build in the marketplace to ultimately be able to give more to ministry, yeah. right? For us, I sacrificed many years of building businesses and grinding and being in my bedroom building companies to then be able to step in the church, do more and volunteering to then growing, having more finances, being able to take a week off from the business to serve in a ministry camp to help at-risk youth. That never would have got to that point had I not just began and focused on one yeah. thing to actually grow and have fruit in it.
1: Yeah. So, what would you say those two components are then? So, it would be focus and what's the other thing?
0: Yeah, where focus goes, energy flow. So, number one, get started, stop talking about it. Number one thing I'm so tired okay. of is people talk about, oh, I'm going to do this or I'm going to start this business or I'm going to do this and I'm going to build the kingdom through it. Awesome. Go do it. Right. Stop talking about it. Just do it. Go listen mm-hmm. to um, Art Williams' famous speech, Just Do It. It's amazing. That'll get you going every single time. I think too many people talk about what they're going to do, and very few people actually get to action. Doing it,
1: mm-hmm. I think it also be clear about the kind of impact you want to make and see the correlation between what you're building with your business and realize that sometimes you do just have to put your head down, but you have that goal and you have that vision in front of you. You know the impact that you're going to make and start researching and finding out how to connect the two.
0: I actually don't even think you always know the impact you're going to make. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I always tried to figure out like the perfect big vision of how I'm going to change the world. And I didn't get the clear picture. And then God showed me when you start walking, I'll direct your path. So yes, I knew I was always going to make an iconic impact. I knew that I would build ministry through marketplace. However, I wasn't clear on what that would look like. And as I've taken steps... The, the fog is cleared and it's become more clear. But now. you
1: pursued it and you had a, a passion to make an impact and you had like, you knew you wanted to reach out risk youth. You just didn't know how you would do that. Right? Yeah,
0: I always said I'm going to reach out risk youth. But now yeah. we're able to volunteer at camps. We're able to write checks. To right. The specifics nonprofits. have come into
1: place, but we always had that vision.
0: hundred percent. Yeah. Babe, what is it like dating a guy like me?
1: is this not like enough (laughs) I feel like people can feel (laughs) what it's like (laughs) uh it's great it is like I'm being strapped to a rocket ship (laughs) and (laughs) I'm not on inside the rocket I am literally on the outside yeah just like it's wild It, it felt like when we first started dating I always said that I felt like a whirlwind picked me up, a tornado picked me up. And then like, I feel like just now it's spitting me out and I'm in like the Wizard of Oz.
0: (laughs) That's good. What does a power couple mean to you?
1: A power couple to me means a couple who really is submitted to God and who are in unity with each other. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a really good foundation to whatever the expression of your passion looks like and how you power couple, because it might not be business for everyone. It could be ministry. It could just be family. It could be passion. So, but I think that those two core things make a really strong foundation.
0: Yeah, I think that's so good. And I think the world idolizes the business couple they see crushing it, making a lot of money, but Mm -hmm. you really hit something key when they're seeking God together. They're growing in that, you know. The word of God tells us when a man marries a woman, it's a very good thing. Mm-hmm. And he also tells us that a woman is a helpmate for a man. And there's a completion that happens within that. And when that unity is created, it creates a powerful dynamic because you're not like, you know, they say a one cord strand is equally broken, right? And a three cord strand mm-hmm. is not right. So you have man, you have woman, and you, you have God, you have the Holy Spirit, you have Jesus, which makes it even stronger in unity. So you operate in family so much more powerfully. You operate in ministry so much more powerfully. You operate in marketplace so much more powerfully. So I agree, a power couple is an expression of that unity.
1: Yeah, and I also think that a lot of people are not, they want to be a power couple. They want to find someone who can join them on their mission, but they're not attracted to that. And that's something I would even call out in a lot of singles because what they're attracted to is, (laughs) In that power couple dynamic, there's intimidation. You know, there's a lot of things that actually could scare you away from that opportunity (laughs) because what we do is not easy. And what God has called us to is not easy. But I think because of how we've learned to grow with each other, how we've learned to submit to each other in a lot of different seasons, and how we've learned to honor God and really hear from him on our relationship and on what he's called us to— that has helped us, that's shaped and molded even how we love each other. And I think that if I hadn't worked on myself and even focused on, okay, like this is really what I want in a man and in a relationship and and rewired my attraction towards that, you intimidated me. (laughs) And when I met you, (laughs) when I met you, uh, I was like very intimidated and almost didn't even – you know, build a friendship with you or build a connection with you because it was like, oh my gosh, like what's, you know, like, will he like me? But um, I actually pushed and challenged myself to lean into that intimidation. And that is what I I was attracted to. Yeah,
0: that's so good. All right, your turn. And we're just winging this guys. The question you got for me.
1: Okay, my question is, Outside of business, which I know that is your obsession, but i
0: obsessed
1: outside of business. Um, what is something that just you get so lit on fire about and that you're very passionate about you, babe? <laughs> okay, well, that was, that was a good answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm obsessed with you. Mm-hmm. I love business. Um, I think for me, just in general, personal development. I'm obsessed with watching a human being grow and become such a better version of themselves that people literally say, you're not the same person you were two years ago. Mm -hmm. I've continuously heard that most of my life. And it's actually one of the greatest compliments someone gives me. Cause I'm like, you're right. And that's good. Cause I'm growing. I'm changing. I'm evolving. The man that sits in this chair today in two years, you'll say, babe, you're not the man you were two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, good. And two years from then you'll say, you're not the man you were two years ago. And I'll say, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So I'm obsessed with that. I agree. I could see that obsession. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I won't stop growing. And when you stop growing, you start dying. And I'm, I'm a little intense. People sometimes like even said like, you know, Cody, you're a little extra, you're a little intense, but that's the way that God wired me. And Mm -hmm. I ignite that in other human beings. So when I finally stopped worrying about – I grew up, I was labeled ADHD, ADD, and OCD. I don't even know how that's physically possible and literally was told like (laughs) I'm extra and I'm too much and I talk too much or this or that. When I stopped letting the world's opinion tell Cody who he is, and I began looking and saying, God, who am I in you? What gifts did you give me? How do they flow out of me? I began to harness my own inner power, and I began to use the very things that people used to condemn me for to become the superpower of the gift that I give away to the world. And that is a great feeling.
1: Yeah, and I would even kind of summarize that to say that you really are allergic to like the fear of man. That is something you do not struggle with. You really do not struggle with what what do people think about you gaining people's approval? There's like part of you that, you know, I think that you just kind of you naturally want to like please your leaders and gain their approval in some yeah. ways. Um, even just like that father son dynamic. But I will say in majority of your life, that is the fear of man is not something that you struggle with. And I think it's because of that, that obsession that you have of you know, growing and
0: yeah, and it's cool how our childhoods affect us. Esther yeah. um, homeschooled, mm-hmm. raised an amazing family, but also very sheltered, mm-hmm. very protected, very much ceilings put over you in a lot of different ways. And and you know, but good heart intentions. Me, very much thrown into the world at a young age, having to figure it out on my own, developed this drive, this ambition, this resilience, and even this tough tough skin to not letting the opinion or the fear of man control me creating this driving like nature force in me that no one can stop me but me but on the downside of that every every gift also has a curse every Mm -hmm. you know blessing also has a downside every strength also has a blind spot so there's areas I've had to grow in so it's been cool to watch but for you babe what are some of the things growing up like you've had to grow up that, what are some strengths you've developed from it? And what are some blind spots you've developed from it?
1: I think strength for sure is, I mean, I just knew Jesus at such an early age and had such a real deep, intimate relationship with God at an early age. I knew at the age of 13, what God called me to. I knew that I was going to reach women, that I was going to reach young girls. I was going to be a motivational speaker like you. And that I was going to be like, I just had this vision for greatness. And so I'm really grateful that, my parents just, they really championed my dreams. They mm. really championed my dreams, absolutely. And they never um, put a limitation on me of what that could look like. Um, but yet there were challenges that I faced culturally, I think, because, you know, how you're raised, there's a certain culture in that dynamic. There's a certain culture culture in our families. And so I think breaking free from that culture and creating like my own culture and own lifestyle of Oh, like I'm going to move to California and I'm not going to live in my parents' home anymore at the age of 22, 21. And, um, and now I'm going to pursue all these other passions that I never knew I had. And they're different than my family. You know, I started, I learned how to surf. I started a surf ministry. I traveled the world and the way the expression, I guess, of those dreams, uh, looked different. Mm. And so I think that kind of now learning how to navigate relationship and navigate kind of like what other people's opinions are and approval, that was a challenge for me, which yeah, is why I, I love that you have that strength.
0: Yeah, we compliment each other. So what you got for me.
1: Okay, what is the secret to your morning routine?
0: Mm, secret to my morning routine. So, you know, it's interesting. Um, starting the day is so important. I think for me, I naturally am an early riser. So I don't mm-hmm. actually have an alarm clock that goes off in the morning. I wake up when my body wakes up. Typically, we're falling near right now around that 6 a.m. mark. Um, and and I wake up in the morning and preferably I'm gonna go spend some time with god So the perfect morning for me I wake up I live alone. You know, you don't live with me yet We're not married and I get into the word and and I spend some time with god I like to make a cup of coffee Um, and then I like to get on my peloton and I like to move my body I like to wake up a little bit even just a 20 minute ride makes me sweat drenches me Um releases endorphins like gets me kind of optimized for the day. I jump in the shower um, and then I get ready for the day and I go to work and I go to work early. I like to work early because my brain is at its highest frequency of thinking early in the morning. Different people have different circadian rhythms and times of day that they peak out. But I know that for me, like 8 a.m., until probably like 11 AM is the most powerful three hours in the entire day for my cognitive function. So for me, it's like getting that cognitive function to go to work and to get to use. Um, so I get in my office, my office is inside of the condo, you know, it's the other bedroom. I go in there and I begin to work and I grind and I love early morning because I have time to look over the day and and I, I pre think about everything I have every meeting on the calendar, every person I'm going to meet with every thing I have to do that day in my, you know, you've seen my days. They, mm-hmm. I mean, there's. you look at my calendar, it looks like Skittles. Like it's nonstop. <laughs> and I'm constantly meeting people. I'm constantly talking with people. I'm constantly on calls. I'm constantly in meetings. I'm constantly running trainings. I'm constantly doing things. I prefer to be able to look at the day ahead of time and almost get my subconscious mind ready for the game that we're about to play. Right. The other thing is I also walk Zeus, who's like my best friend, my husky. <laughs> um, Zeus gets me outside, gets me my fresh air. Um, So, yeah, you know, morning routines. Interesting. I will say this, guys. I've read all the books. I've done all the things. I've habit stacked. I've done it all. And I hit a point where I was like overcomplicating my mornings and it just became like work. Yeah. Now it's not about so much like what is the checklist I hit today? It's like playing my own game. Yeah, what finding works for rhythm. Cody? Yeah. And like, what's my rhythm to show up powerfully yeah. today? I don't care what Joe Schmo's doing on Instagram that's talking yeah. about his morning routine. I could care less. Like for me, it's like, how do I show up powerfully today? Be the best version of Cody Coddle and play my own game. So to the listener, glean from others like me, but play your own game. Yeah. Stop trying to figure it out from everyone else and figure out what works for you.
1: That's good. Go.
0: Oh man, we got 45 seconds left. Um what do I want to ask you? What's your ultimate dream and vision that you want to accomplish in your lifetime, for Esther
1: Well, you say ultimate. So I feel like that's that's a broad. What's well, one, one thing? One thing?
0: Cuz there's multiple, I know that. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, of course, like in a broad spectrum of things, I of course like want to get married and start a family. I'm in that season of life now. Getting close. We're getting very close. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm an author. I'm a writer. That's my number one passion. I love business, true. Yes, it's amazing. But really, like, I'm, I'm a creative at heart, and my expression is through words. And so I would love to see my books really, hit, like, I used to say hit the New York Times bestsellers list, but now that it's such, like, a, it doesn't even mean anything anymore because that is so gatekept. It's, like, doesn't... I, I can't even physically hit it if I wanted to unless I paid for it or knew someone that could get me on it. Now I just want to write books that are impacting people's lives and I'm selling hundreds of thousands of them and um, I want to do that for the rest of my life.
0: I love that. Yeah. You will. Yeah. You will. For those of you who don't know, Esther has a lot of books out. Tell yes. us about the books you've written.
1: And My first book was a children's book, Twirling Skirts of Magic. It teaches little girls how to change the world just by being themselves and i um, then I have a poetry book. I have two devotionals uh, on fear how to overcome your fears and achieve your dreams. And then my last book, which is How We Met, mm-hmm. Single Sit and Suck, um, how to let go of the one and love the life right in front of you. So, what's the next book? Next book is going to be. Dun, dun, dun. Dating shouldn't suck.
0: Dun, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> we just did the Dating Shouldn't Suck conference. That was yeah, pretty cool. It was
1: powerful. It's incredible. Yeah. So, you know, hanging out, being faithful, good steward of the relationship and dating space right now. Really want to empower, um, you know, that demographic. But eventually I'm going to write books on other topics too. So keep a lookout.
0: That's powerful. Well, I'm championing you guys. Well, we went a little over, but well, we're 15, 16 minutes of fire today. Esther, thanks for coming on the show. And as always, guys, Go make today great.